The indie author revolution has been around for more than a decade, but we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of. From getting over initial prejudices to staring down perfectionism and author imposter syndrome, we've become a force to reckon with. Indie authors now wear more hats than ever as we strive to create a career full of meaning, prosperity, and potential. We've juggled the demands and continue to be rebels in the face of adversity. Now, after years of hearing the shouts of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place are the seeds of a better way to rapid release. A way that feels incredible as we build a sustainable, lifelong author career that not only increases our visibility and royalties, but it's all done with intention and ease. If you're ready to buck the system and become the visionary authorpreneur I know you're meant to be, you've come to the right place. I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Hey there, my awesome writerly friends. Okay, we've just finished up the three-day Plan Your Series Challenge for January. It went phenomenally. It was such a fun time. We had some brand new people join the the whole shenanigans. <laughs> and I hosted the coaching calls a little bit differently this time, rather than them being run through a, a program that kind of only allows you to do a Facebook Live and everybody has to interact through a chat window. I did it more through almost like a Zoom room. In fact, the third call was actually a Zoom room because we had a little bit of fiasco situationist type stuff happening with not being able to record properly. But overall, it was just a really fun time. The vibes were high. The people were amazing. For those of you who are listening and who joined and participated, thank you so much for being there. I had an absolute ball of a time and I'm kind of sad to be perfectly honest that it's over. But I know it's coming back around in in April. So all good things come back around, right? (laughs) At least we hope so. Okay, so today I want to talk a little bit about something that has been on the back of my mind for a very long time, but I've never really, I guess, come out and declared it. And I think one of the things that the universe has been showing me over and over again (laughs) is that I need to teach what I'm learning. So not just the things that I've already learned, but the things that I'm actively learning. That seems to be where I get the most enjoyment, engagement, um, a lot of different things are going on there. So what I've decided, because we all know that clarity isn't necessarily the issue, it's the decision, right? If you're following me on TikTok, you know that. So we're not always struggling with a lack of clarity. We're lacking truly the decision toward the goal, the thing that we really want. And if that is to write the series, to publish the book, to become a more successful author, whatever the case is, to be thinner, to be happier, to find a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, whatever. All of these things come down to the decision of what it is you want. So the clarity in that decision, yes, but making and declaring the decision and then following the guidance that comes along as you're trying to work towards that goal, right? So over the years, you've heard me get talk about this a lot, that I have been studying a lot with business classes. I've been studying a lot when it comes to money mindset and trying to break generational curses. My family comes from a very long line of, I guess, 
poverty-stricken artists, if that's really the thing. That's kind of what, what I have seen, or that's the stereotype that I have uh, witnessed over and over again in my family. And that's not what I want to have for myself, right? And so I have been doing so much research, so much studying, so many different applications, trial and error, trying to become the first millionaire in our family, the first millionaire who has done something of super significance when it comes to our creativity, right? And so originally, when I started writing, that was the hope, that was the goal with my writing. And then as I started dabbling with Author Revolution, and I saw how much fun it was, and how many ways I could help indie authors, and all the different ways that I myself, when I needed advice or guidance, I would turn to another indie author coach. That became kind of my realization that money is out there, that money is available, and can come to us in multiple ways, right? And so it wasn't so much as like, I need my author career to be the millionaire career, but I want both in tandem to work together. But I've been talking with my business coach and we've been talking a lot about where my passion really is. Like, what, are, what is it that lights me up when I'm researching it, when I'm studying it, when I am implementing it? And I have to tell you over and over again, it really is this money mentality, this money mindset. And it's not to say like money is the only driving factor. It's not. But I love to learn about it. I love to see how our mindset, how our words, how we hold ourselves, the things that we do around money can hinder or help us. And I find it super fascinating. And so it's just something that I've always loved to learn about and I've loved to try to implement and things that I have for a long time before I even realized it was a money thing, I have been working on for myself. When I first wrote Right Frame of Mind, I didn't realize how many of the tips that are inside of that book not only apply to authors who are, you know, struggling to get the words on the page or struggling with the concept of being an indie author, I didn't realize then how they translate over to the authors who are struggling to earn an income from their writing, who are struggling with becoming a successful and prosperous indie author. And now that I have kind of broken some of the boundaries that I had before, and I've, you know, I've shattered some of the income goals that I've had in the past, it's becoming clearer to me that those same things, those same tricks, the same mindset work that you're, you're doing in order to get overcome and get past those blockages apply to your earning money. It's super interesting. Anyway, that leads me to kind of this conversation with my coach. And he was talking about how, you know, I obviously have a passion for this. I have an interest in this. And it's like, what is it that I want Author Revolution to be known for? What is it that I, I personally want to be known for when it comes to the marketplace and for Author Revolution to become and evolve into? And the biggest thing that keeps coming back to me is that I want people to know that they, doesn't matter what author you are, it doesn't matter where you're starting out, that you have a destiny waiting for you. And if that's a million dollar a year destiny, if you want to become a millionaire, a seven-figure author, it's yours. It's your it's yours the moment you decide it's yours. And it's super interesting to think that and to to see it in your head and to know that that's a possibility. <laughs> One of the things I did this morning was I asked the question in my Facebook groups like Okay, so if I created this course, if I created a course 
to help you guys, to help indie authors using my expertise. So marrying up my expertise in indie authorship with the millionaire mindset, knowing full well that I myself am working towards this. So this is my goal. It's not just your goal. It's also my goal. Would you be interested? And the cool and weird thing was that it was split. It was split in half where half the people were like, yeah, sign me up. Like, where do I go right now? The other people were like, "Mm, I kind of need to know more. Or I would get comments where people were saying, you know, it sounds like a really cool thing to be thinking about, you know, later on down the line. But right now I'm just trying to get this writing thing, uh, you know, under control. And uh, I'm not quite sure that, you know, thinking about myself as a millionaire author is a possibility right now. And it's like, wow, when we start out, I think all of us have these big goals and these big dreams, but we're so scared to move forward with them and to become the thing that we want or we believe or we desire. So we tell ourselves that even in the beginning, we can't, we have to start small. Things have to be hard. Things can't be easy. You have to go through the process first. And this is one of the things that I'm challenging not only you, but myself with, because I've done the same thing. Like literally, I have spent years going, no, I need to understand this better. I need to understand this more before I can teach it. And what's really weird is that the times when I resonate the most with you, I think, are the times where I've said, hey, I'm learning this new thing. Do you want to learn along with me? And those are the times where people are really engaged and interested and want to see the transformation or the journey. So it's not always about having all of the information up front and then teaching it. Sometimes it's about applying the information. It's about watching the transformation unfold. I can't say that all of this stuff is brand, brand new because obviously it's not. It's been stuff I've been interested in my whole life, except I have been really implementing a lot of it probably in the past year and a half. So if I teach these things, I was like, how will this look? What would Author Revolution evolve into becoming? And it's not to say I would drop Rapid Release Roadmap or any of my other courses or coaching. That's not the case at all. They'd all still exist. They'd all still be there. But like, what would the tagline be was his big question. And what we came up with there was that, what if it was author revolution, manifesting your millionaire destiny? And I love that idea that when we make a decision, no matter what course we're taking, no matter what coaching program we're enrolling in, what, no matter what we're learning, whether it's this podcast for free, you know, whatever, we are aware and we are diving into something that feels inevitable. It feels like fate. And if you've read any of my books, you know that fate's a huge proponent in my books. I love, I love playing with fate and the fate sisters and um, the more I, the whole idea, it's just a really fascinating thing to me. And so I do believe we have a destiny fated for us. We have some big goals that we have to reach for. And sometimes, you know, even if we are reaching for a millionaire destiny, even if we're saying, hey, we are going to become millionaire authors and we don't quite reach it. I am 43 years old. And so hypothetically, since I have a longevity gene, I could probably live until I'm over 100. So for the sake of argument, let's just say 40 more years of me sticking around and like writing books. I think in 40 years, I could probably make a million dollars. And I'm not just saying like throughout the lifetime, I'm talking about like in a year. I'm, I'm pretty certain I could make 
myself get to a million dollars a year. I have seen a lot and I understand the marketplace and I understand what's happening and I understand why I'm not earning the money I should be earning because I am in genres that are super competitive and I'm not able to put the uber muko bucks into it the way that other authors are yet. There's a lot of things at play, right? And there's all these different things. I'm not in a genre like romance, romance (laughs) yet. I might, however. That's a story for another time. But all of these things interplay. And so there are times where we know there's something we should do to hit our goals, but we resist it. We come up against a wall, whether it's a limiting belief, whether it is just a rebellious streak in us, whatever it is, we come up against a wall where we go, that's not the thing I'm going to do. You know exactly that's the thing you should be doing. But for whatever reason, you're like, nope, I'm not going to do that. I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, like when I get like that, (laughs) when I say that is, I'm never going to do that, it's probably the thing I should be trying out. I'm just saying. (laughs) Thus why I am actually doing a werewolf romance, paranormal romance, but I digress. I'm kind of uh, on a rant here today, guys, because I really want you to understand what I'm playing with and the energy that I'm in right now and where I see things going for 2022. So Here's what I'm thinking for myself, and then we're going to come back around so that we can talk about you guys and your mindset to where you're, you're actually at as a possible millionaire author. Okay. So for me, I'm seeing this year as my opportunity to finally dive into my purpose, whether it be in my book side of things or whether it be an author revolution. I am feeling it all kind of coming together. And so my book side of things, I'm feeling more clear and more secure in my pen name as Carissa Andrews. I mean, it's not just a pen name, it's actually my name. But the pen name itself still has a brand, right? The brand of Carissa Andrews. It's coming around to being urban and paranormal fantasy, right? With a little bit of paranormal romance mixed in. I have a couple of titles that have a little bit of sci-fi, but ironically, they're not the ones that do very well. I don't know if that's ironic. That's probably the wrong use of ironic. Interestingly, (laughs) they do not sell very well. All of that kind of comes together. So now I understand Carissa Andrews as a brand is urban and paranormal fantasy for the most part. That That is my brand. But I have other ideas that I want to play around with. Maybe I want to go into contemporary romance at some point. I would love to be able to tell my story about how Colin and I met and how we ended up together, which was completely unusual. I met him on Twitter of all places. He was living in England and now he's here in Minnesota. So that's a story to be told. Trust me. (laughs) It was quite the adventure. Now his boys are here. My kids are here. It's a very weird, twisty, turny kind of situation. I would love to tell that story, but it's contemporary. I'm not going to put magic into that. I mean, it was magical enough, right? (laughs) So there's that. And then I've got a couple of other ideas for a particular series. But I'm not going to put those books into Carissa Andrews. I will have to come up with a pen name for it because I understand certain elements. And we're going to get to those in a minute. I also have my nonfiction books, which are completely different as well. It's a different kind of vibe. It's a different audience. So they're not going to go into my Carissa Andrews pen name. And I learned that when I put out Author Imposter, which is now right frame of mind. It didn't sell very well because the readers who had already resonated with me as an author were like, what is this thing? This is not, you know, this is not fantasy. So 
Those are under a different pen name. It's still my name, Carissa Andrews, but it has a little L in the middle of it. So I can build that particular thing out. Now, all of this comes back around to understanding your market, understanding who your readers are, who your ideal customer is, you know, all of those things. As indie authors, we need to be able to take what we do and realize that this is a business. It's not just a hobby that we enjoy doing. It's not just something that we do on the side. It's not just us dabbling in our creativity, even though it is, and it has that aspect of it. It's also a business. It's also something that generates money. It's also an avenue for money to flow to you. And once you realize that, you can start treating it a little bit differently. You can start setting income goals. You can start setting page read goals. You can start setting download goals. All of these things start becoming a little bit more concrete and more strategic and more measurable. So before now, I have always wanted to hit a day where I have a 10,000 page read day. Because that seems like a lot. I mean, I, I that 10,000 page reads in a day. Wow. And a couple of weeks ago, I actually hit 10,000 page reads for the first time. And now yesterday, so that would have been January 9th, I hit it for the second time. And I'm so super stoked about hitting 10,000 page reads. And my PA and friend Jenny, she was like, yes, we are doing it. It's making a difference because we've been working on TikToks for a while. And I think it is making a difference. And obviously putting out new books always helps as well. I just had Immortals launch in December, so that's not hurting anything. But you get what I'm saying, putting out goals and things that you're trying to reach towards and then celebrating that goal once you reach it, it's pretty amazing stuff. Now let's talk real quick about becoming a six and seven figure author and what that means. Like, are you ready? Like, do you have what it takes to become a seven figure author or a millionaire author? I think a lot of you do. So let's talk about this real quick, because if you're shying away from this topic, or if you're thinking, there's no way I'm going to hit that, you might think again. So let's look at it real quick. So I have seven tips or seven personality aspects that I want you to be thinking about in order to determine whether or not you're going to be a good fit for becoming a seven-figure author. All right, so number one, know your tropes before you start. And what do I mean by that? I mean, if you're going to be an urban fantasy author, do you know your tropes? Are you a chosen one author? Are you a psychic detective author? Are you a reverse harem author, whatever. What are your tropes? And what's the thing that you're going to be known for? Are you a ghost story author? Are you whatever? You know what I mean? Number two, then stick to your lane. What do I mean by that? Don't hop around like I did. Trust me, this is a lesson I wish I would have learned so much sooner. Write in a series, write in a way that just keeps going. It doesn't have to be a series necessarily, but as long as you're doing books that are fitting what your reader expectations are, stick to your lane and keep doing it. Because those readers, I mean, think about how you like to read. If you read a book and you really liked the theme of it, you liked the, you know, the enemies to lovers, the friends to lovers, the strangers to lovers, if you liked the chosen one where you go from being naive to someone who has incredible power, or if you are creating a family or whatever, There's different things that you like to read. And if you like to read that certain thing and you're repeating the types of books over and over again, 
your audience is probably the same exact way. And so you stick within your lane and you just keep repeating that process, at least until it seems like making a shift or a little pivot will still work for your audience and let them know in advance. Like maybe you start pulling them. And if it doesn't seem like it's going to be a fit, doesn't mean you don't have to do it, but just do it under a different pen name where that audience isn't familiar with what you've been doing under, you know, the one that you've already established. So stick to your lane and repeat, repeat, repeat. That is step number two. Number three, series sell. Obviously, series sell. And so, how do you stick within your lane? By knowing what it is you're writing, by planning for it, and by writing that thing. And we've talked about this in the past. Obviously, we've we've talked about it in the Plan Your Series Challenge as well. If you are going to write a series, that books, those books always do better once you hit four books, five books, and beyond. Now, I've only gone up to four books in my series so far, but I have a, a series, the Diana Hawthorne series that I'm currently working on. That's going to be a never ending series. And I can tell you right now, I've hit book three, and book four is already up for pre order. And the pre orders that I've got for that particular book have already blown past any of the pre orders that I've had for book two or book three. So, book three just came out. That's it. That's all it did. So, I'm at three. Book four is going to come out next. And I already have all the way up through nine mapped out in my head. I don't have them mapped out on paper as outlines just yet, but I'm working towards that. So what I'm saying is series will sell. People like to stick with your characters. They like to stick with the storylines that they enjoy. They like to see the world building that you've created and they will continue to as long as you're writing that series. So think about, you know, how do you make your series interconnect? How do you make your series go longer? How can you make your different series be the same type of series that they are expecting? That's your goal. Stick to your lane, repeat and then do it in a series. Now, don't be afraid to pivot is number four. If you are someone who is writing and it's just, it doesn't seem like it is going anywhere, pivot. Maybe it means new covers. Maybe it means trying out a different book blurb. Maybe it means trying out different keywords or a different way to advertise or taking a real hard look at those books and deciding, you know, maybe these books should be broken off and go to a different pen name. And all of those things are valid, but knowing that it's okay to pivot and to change or tweak something slightly is critical in this business. Things are obviously moving at a lightning speed. There are tropes and trends that are shifting back and forth and they're changing all the time. And sometimes you can write a book that hits multiple trends. And if a different one is working better, but the covers don't fit that trend, it might pay you to change your covers and change the way your book blurb is. So there's all these different things that we can do to adjust and make sure that we are pivoting slightly for it. Okay, does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense. Tip number five is eggs in baskets, in all sorts of different baskets, mind you. If you want to become a seven-figure millionaire author, sometimes that requires having eggs in different baskets. So for me, it is my nonfiction works, it is my courses, it is my paranormal urban fantasy, and then perhaps it will be romance in the near future. I'm not quite sure yet. Those are going to be like my main four as of right now. And eventually we'll see what happens beyond that. But all of those different areas give you the opportunity to grow, to expand, to allow money to flow to you in whatever way it will flow to you. You know what I mean? Like money has this innate ability to flow 
in the easiest pathway possible, almost like water. And so if you can give easy pathways to you, it will find you. Okay. So have your different baskets set up, have your different things. Maybe it's merch is some of it. Maybe you have, you create something that goes along with it. Maybe you are a designer and who loves to design tarot cards that go, go along with your books. I don't know. There's all sorts of different ways that you can do things. So just keep your options open. And remember that, you know, when you're writing a book, there are at least three, if not more, actually probably more than that, three different uh, ways to be able to publish your books. There's four for sure if you want to do a paperback and a hardcover. But what I was going to say was some sort of hard copy. So you've got your eBooks, you've got your hard copy, whether paperback or hardcover or both. And then you've got audiobooks. But there's a, so many different ways you could do that. You could publish them wide, you can publish them exclusive, you could publish them on your website, you could serialize the audiobook, you could do all sorts of different things that are really open and different that maybe you haven't thought of yet. And so keep all the options open, keep every option on the table and have those different baskets ready. Number six, you know what this one is, build that backlist up. (laughs) So whether you're writing in a series or not, you know, you have to create that backlist. You know that having that, you know, big number behind you shows your audience that you are here to stay. You're the kind of author who is going to continue to write books, who's going to be around for a while, And yes, if you're writing in different pen names, it means making sure all of the pen names build that backlist, especially if they're working. I mean, obviously, if they're not working as well, then you can decide whether or not you're going to let that slide. But if you are working well, the backlist is selling, your books are selling, your income's rising, go with that one, right? But build that backlist and work towards having more. Now, I will tell you that authors who are in the paranormal and urban fantasy space people who are in paranormal romance, romance in general, mystery and thrillers, those are the big genres who can make some very, very big dollars. However, some of them are more competitive than others. And what that means is in order to crack that upper echelon and be able to get into the top tier of readership, so like in urban and paranormal fantasy, you have to have a lot of dollar spend to get a lot of eyes on your books, because you're trying to get down into those bestseller lists that a lot of authors are spending a lot of money to get on, right? But there are other like subgenres that are smaller, smaller niche genres or categories where you could do something that those readers are hungry for books and people are not writing them in a certain way. And if you can tailor to that audience, boom, you are in and you're already off to the races a lot faster than someone who is trying to break into a bigger genre, but who has, you know, not as much money to be able to spend toward their advertising. So that those are the the big ones there. However, there is one final tip, one that I need you to remember that I keep reminding myself on as well. Don't quit before your miracle. In fact, I just heard this at InkersCon. They were doing a presentation about the six-figure author club. And so I was listening to that. And I can't remember if it was Alexandra or who it was who said it, but there is this um, concept that you don't quit before your miracle. It might be five books. It might be 25 books. It might be 52 books before your miracle finally hits, before something gives and everything clicks into place. The goal here is to have that tenacity, to have that perseverance, to keep pushing, even when it seems like things are not 
working for you. It means having the drive and the knowing that you will get there to where you want to go, letting it drive you forward and allowing whatever your journey to get there to become the journey, to just go through those motions of enjoying the ride along the way. Because I really do believe that whatever we desire is our destiny. Like it, that is implanted in us because it's what we're worthy of. It's what we are meant for. But a lot of people get very closed off and they start to fight the thing that they really want and they tell themselves they can't have it or they tell themselves it has to be a really big challenge before they can have it or they put up all sorts of blocks that keep them from having it. I know that that has been something that I personally have had to struggle through And part of it has to do with the divorce that I went through. It was a horrible, horrible divorce. And it was one that I was not anticipating being horrible because (laughs) my ex-husband and I, we separated somewhat amicably and it went downhill from there. It just spiraled. And so it's one of those things where in my personal life, I think I closed down because it felt like my entire world that I grew to know and trust was not there to support me. And so I felt completely unsupported and I felt like I was all alone. And I created this um, worldview around that, that I was like solely in charge of my life, that I was not supported. And I made sure to look around for areas that would prove me right. But here's the thing, I was wrong. (laughs) I was totally and completely wrong. We have... We as storytellers tell ourselves crazy things in our head all the time. And that was one of the stories that I told in my head, which was wrong. And it was one of those things that was not serving me. So for you, as you're moving forward, as we're going through this year, I want you to be listening to some of the things that I'm teaching about money mindset, especially if you're going, "Mm, what? (laughs) What are you talking about, woman? You are crazy. Or if it's setting off alarm bells, or you're saying that's not possible, or, oh my God, this is BS. Whatever it might be, pay attention to those moments. Pay attention to when those things flare up and you have a a reaction to it. Those are the areas that you will need to work towards or work on and take a closer look at. Shine that light on a little bit more about why you believe what you believe. I know that's what I am doing very closely this year. I am all about making things easy. I am no longer open or available for things to be difficult. I am no longer open and available for things to be a struggle. I am no longer open and available for things to be painful or tedious. I am here for flow and ease and the right people are coming to me. The right people will work with me because they will. Because of course they will. They want to work with me because that's the person who they resonate with. Of course they do. Or they want to read my books because they love the books I write. They've read one. They know. They know what what I'm about. Of course they're going to read more books. Do you see what I'm doing here? It's all about the stories that we tell in our heads. And it's about making sure we are putting in the stories that are going to serve us instead of the ones that are going to keep us stuck and keep us unhappy because we have a choice and that choice is always here to serve or it's here to limit us. And I no longer choose to limit myself and I hope you are not either. 
So that is my take on the millionaire author mindset and whether or not you are on track or capable of making it happen. And spoiler alert, I think every one of us is capable of making it happen. Whether or not you're willing to reach for it, however, is going to be another situation altogether. So I've actually created a quiz for you to do in order to see whether or not you are on track or capable of being able to pull off a millionaire career. And I would love for you to to play with it and see if it works for you. Go over to authorrevolution.org and just take a look at it. It's on the upper part of the website on the homepage there. There's like a little upper um, bar at the very top. All you got to do is click on that button. It'll take you right to the quiz. All right, guys, like I said, this is going to be a topic that I'm going to be discussing for a while. And it's not going to be just this particular topic. We've got a lot of other things. We've got people who are coming on. I do have to tell you, it's going to be incredible. We've got two guests that I'm going to be interviewing in the next couple of weeks. We've got Ryan Z coming back to talk about Plotter Pro, which is going to be super cool. And then also we're going to have Mal Cooper on. I can't even believe I am so lucky to have these incredible guests coming on the show. So stay tuned. We've got some cool things coming up this year, and I am going to continue to support and serve you in whatever way possible. Be sure to head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 115 if you'd like to get the transcript to this podcast episode. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week, and I want you to go forth and start your author revolution. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks, like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.